Hey guys, I'm Laura and I'm Anna and welcome back to your weekly dose of relatable content, questionable advice, lots of laughs, and as always, girl vibes only. Hello everyone, welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. I'm Anna and I'm Laura. And we are back this month with our book club episode. Um, so last month, I feel like it's been over a little over a month at this point, but we needed to give you all time to yes. really read the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, we asked you guys, we put some book options up on Instagram. You all voted and it looks like Girl A um, by Abigail Dean was the winner. Um, so that was our book club book for this month. Um, so this episode is just going to be us discussing it. So get your books out if you read it. If you want it in front of you, we're going to go over our thoughts and everything like that. There will be spoilers. So yes. if you did not read it and you would like to skip this episode, we still love you. That is fine. You can come back to it once you do read yes. it. Yes. <laughs> read it when you do or watch it. Listen. What are we Listen doing? to it. Listen yeah. to it when you do read it. And yeah. then uh, you can join in. Yeah. So I listen to this book, an audiobook, because um, as we know, I'm not really a thriller girl. Um, so this was out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I fucking hated it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I that is brutally honest I just I couldn't get into it like I just like and I don't know maybe it was the narrator the voice or what whatever the deal was which does I will say sometimes that does ruin the book yeah for, for me at least and like I like re- I struggled really really hard to get through it like how I, far did you make it I probably made it like two-thirds of the way through oh okay that's yeah. pretty good yeah I made it through like a good chunk of it I didn't finish it I'm gonna be honest um but it was just like I it's just not my it's not my thing. Yeah. Like, you're not a thriller girl. I'm not. Like I want to read to like escape reality and like, you know, not be in my head. And yeah. books like this just like I was for I was literally if it weren't weren't for like us needing to fil- record this episode <laughs> after the first chapter, I straight up would have just put it down. Yeah. That hundred percent. That is fair because sometimes there are books you read and you're just yeah. like, it's uh what do they call it? Like a did not finish. They DNF it. Oh, okay, okay. And like you have a DNF pile. I have definitely DNF books before. Yeah. Um, this was not one of them. I really like this book. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone who voted for it liked it. I, I really liked it. I am a thriller gal. Yeah. So I do like books like this. And to be honest, I felt, and we'll, we'll get into like a more summary in a second, but I felt like this was really similar to that true case that happened a couple years back where, um, that family of kids were found like oh, yeah, held yeah, captive yeah. by their parents. Mm-hmm. So like I liked that because I like true crime too. It was just so heavy. <laughs> it, okay, it was heavy. It's a very very heavy book. Yes. I have to say. This so is, is that not... why you feel like you didn't like it because yeah, it was, heavy? It was just like every chapter. I'm like, oh my god, what the I, fuck? Honestly, to be honest, listening to that, I don't know if I yeah. could have done that either. Yeah, honestly, I think maybe if I had read it myself, like maybe I would have enjoyed it a little more. I do think the audiobook but I in my head I was like I knew it wasn't a book I was looking forward to so I figured like oh I can just like have someone else read it to me to and from work blah 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 and then I'd be driving to and from work I'm like "Uh, no I do not sorry wow sorry (laughs) sorry guys um I was driving to and from work and I was like oh I don't want to listen to this you know yeah music 
press play and oh, not listen to this anymore. <laughs> something lighter. Yeah, so then I'd be, like, in my room cleaning. I'd be like, oh, let me put on this sad fucking book. Yeah. Um, so those are <laughs> – maybe thriller books aren't a great audio well, for you. Maybe <laughs> not. But this is my thing is, like, I – my only um, – like comparison to thriller would be Verity. True. Very different vibes. Oh no, Verity <laughs> again, it's like almost not even a thriller book. Like yeah. I would not put that liking thriller books, I would not put that in the thriller category. I Verity? know people do. Yes. Okay, yeah. I know people do because it is, but it is Verity is lighter. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, that was the Colleen Hoover book. That was our first ever book club. That was book. our first book club. Yeah. So I think back in um last season we, yeah. we had that excellent read if you haven't read it yeah um but it's it's lighter and I would say more of a just like suspense yeah with romance in there which is probably why you loved it yeah 100% (laughs) it was just lighter it was like it was like scary but not like it was like creepy but not like yes creepy creepy. yeah this was haunting okay this was okay so yeah let's go over so I can give a little summary um of the book so essentially this book takes place in two different timelines. So it is... Which also was a struggle for me. Yeah, that, it is hard. And this book um, specifically, which I can see how that would be hard on audio, it doesn't have chapters where it's like then versus yeah. now. It happens all in the same chapter. Yeah, it like within paragraphs, I feel Within like. paragraphs. And like within the book, like you can kind of see, and I'm showing Anna right now, like they separate it out. Yeah. So you know it's that And I think that honestly probably was my biggest struggle too. Yeah. Because like when I'm not physically looking at the book and I'm like someone's Just reading it to me, yeah. my mind will wander. So I felt myself like thinking something else and then I would jump back in to pay attention and I'd be like, whoa, wait, where the fuck? how did that right. happen like yeah and they were switching timelines yeah so reading I read the book like the physical book yeah um I thought it was a lot easier to follow but yeah so it essentially is about um this family and specifically the main character her name is Lex she is girl a mm-hmm. and she survived a very traumatizing haunting childhood with her family both of her parents were basically like these sadistic um, cult church people who like super abusive. Yes, yeah, super abusive. They um, had like so the book also jumps back and forth between the past. Mm-hmm. So like some things are like when Lex is a little bit older. Some things are when she's a little bit younger. Um, and she had a big family. I think it was four boys and three girls total. Mm-hmm. And um, at the very end, like there was a lot of emotional abuse, a lot of physical abuse. At the very end, they were physically like tied to their bedposts. Like it was very traumatizing and also what I thought was fucked up was like for the dad it was like if um if the kids like did something wrong like the boys would be like you know hit or something but then the girls would get raped right like it would be I just feel like me going over the punishments and whatever but like I feel like they wasn't equal where the kids not that like I just like that also I feel like just added another layer to things where like I think it created some issues within the sibling like relationships oh yeah so that and that's the other second half of the book so um basically Lex when she was younger I think she was about 15 she escapes Mm -hmm. and saves her family like she runs reports it to someone and um they are able to escape the family um or all the kids 
her um, mom is arrested. Her dad kills himself. Mm -hmm. um, so he gets out of it. And he was definitely the ringleader. Like there's a lot of underlining things within the book about like the mom was also abused, but she was still abusive. Yeah. Like, and it was definitely mostly their father, but the mom didn't De help the definitely kids. Definitely like, You know, like was enabler basically. Yeah. And um, so they all split up every single one of the kids is placed into a different family no one is together um they all are split up and so then they all live these different lives and um in the in the present tense lex um her the, the mother dies and that's kind of how the book kicks yeah, off that's like the beginning wow. chapter is like the mom, the mom dying, dying and Lex getting the call from the prison saying yep. that like your mom died. You have to deal with all this shit. Right. And so her mom leaves her the house that this all this took like place haunted in. fucking yeah. traumatizing home that they were all abused and everything yeah. in. She now has ownership of and like has to go back and like clean out and you know handle handle the things that happen when like the last right. person in the family dies. And so she throughout, so basically she wants to, it's um, really her and her closest sister, um, Edie, who they shared a room together. They were like the closest relationship in all of the past um, stories. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that wanted to make the house into something good. So they basically wanted to turn it almost into like, a community center mm -hmm. that had different programmings and different could help things. kids maybe who went through the same abuse that they had right. all gone through which was like beautiful idea mm -hmm. and then um they went to well then lex basically because she was like the executor of the will legally she had to get every single sibling to sign off on this and there was also money too i think that was left over and lex wanted to put that money towards the house mm -hmm. But as she, like, each chapter is her visiting one of the siblings and talking to them about this. And that's where you really kind of relive and learn more about the relationships in the house, how some people weren't treated equal. And it's um, really interesting to kind of see that entire dynamic mm -hmm. and, like, all in her pursuit to, like, basically turn this house into something good. Yeah. No. And I thought it was interesting when she was going through, like, meeting with each of the siblings, I thought it was interesting and like I think this is too something that I had a hard time almost believing was like where each of the kids ended up in life. Yeah. Like I just some of the scenarios I just feel like when you go through that much childhood trauma not saying that you can never recover from it because that's not what I'm saying but like some of the like I think plots or life situations that everyone was in just f felt unrealistic for like where they had come from right and like what they were doing with their lives and i don't know it just felt very it was it was interesting though to see yeah to be all honest, the different people that they all pretty much except for one of the siblings became successful yeah one of the siblings did fall into addiction which mm -hmm. i think um this one was gabriel so he was um the second oldest son i think that is more like you said yeah. that is more realistic of like you know these these kids were older when yeah. they were adopted or um when they escaped and then were adopted yeah. obviously they vary in age mm -hmm. um ethan and lex were the oldest too ethan was the oldest boy and lex was the oldest girl and um they all were pretty successful for what yeah. happened to them and again like i feel like that was funny. like not saying that you can't be successful right from right, right that's not what i'm saying but it just felt like 
I don't know. It just yeah. didn't seem like fully realistic for the amount of kids that there were. And like, I don't know, in some of the situations, it felt like their career path and what they're doing now, I feel like it was written like they don't deal with like this trauma that's been going on yeah, or that from their past. And I just don't think that that's realistic. Yeah. And I feel like too. So one thing I really liked about this book, and this is more like conceptual within it is you kind of don't know the whole story to a lot of different things, but it's because Lex didn't know the yeah. whole story. So for example, there's this whole storyline of their brother, Daniel, and, um, you know, Daniel is one of the brothers that is mentioned throughout, but you don't really know fully whatever happened to him. And like in the past when they're reliving memories, I guess, the, the most, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. if I'm remembering this right, but like the most you really know is Daniel also tried to escape. Yeah. And he- was, I think he tried to escape first. He did. Yeah. yeah like before even Lex and um, he was punished. And then to Lex, he was in his room the entire time. Yeah. He was like confined to his room. And she just hadn't seen him. When in reality- you kind of put the pieces together. I don't know if it ever even tells you fully, but like it, it, he, he died. Yeah. Like, so he was killed by their father mm -hmm. for trying to escape, but it's like, I, and that's just one example of many different storylines, but like you really like, cause you're seeing it from a 15 year old's yeah. point of view for most of it. And it's like, they don't know everything that's going on. Yeah. And I just feel like it, like the sibling, like, I feel like it kind of created like sibling rivalry and like a really sick and like twisted way of like who gets the least amount of punishment yeah. and you know, who like, I feel like, especially when they're confined and like not being able to see each other, I feel like you're probably like thinking like, Oh, the grass is greener. Like they're not getting it as bad as I am. Right. And so it's like hard. I mean the, I feel like the parents really, are, were obviously sick and twisted and made it difficult for the kids to kind of band together and like have inner sibling like relationships and connection that could like you know eventually help each other and help them all and so I don't know it was just very very dark and like gross yeah it was really dark and I felt like too um there was like a whole storyline with Ethan and Ethan almost was kind of trying to be like the father mm -hmm. and so Lex had a lot of resentment too towards him but also was still kind of like letting it go like there yeah. was a lot of she went when she went to go visit him to talk about the contract there were certain things that happened that she was scared about mm -hmm. and she was like you're acting like dad and um you know but she would just brush it off and be like okay yeah we're fine I think because that was a coping mechanism yeah and I do think even though I don't really like Ethan because of everything and he's also was just like kind of a jerk like mm -hmm. he was very rich getting married that was yeah. also like a big part of the book like this wedding coming up mm -hmm. where all the siblings were going to be reunited at this wedding right um he uh I think that was a coping mechanism for him I yeah. think he saw an opportunity to not be treated as poorly and was mm -hmm. like doing it to survive was like I'll do what dad wants me to do right which was basically kind of follow in his footsteps with like church and sermons mm -hmm. and stuff like that but which was also just like so wild to me because mm -hmm. it's hard like I feel like in these situations because you obviously put yourself in the situations of like what's happening to the characters right and I just feel like 
in that situation, I would just like detest religion and church so much. Like right. I would think every religion and every church is like a cult and like evil. Like that's just like yeah. how I would come out of being raised that like it being yeah. in that situation. And one of the daughters, that was her path she yeah. took. Yeah. Uh, Delilah or Delia. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce it in your head um, or how the book pronounced it. I, she had an accent. So it was weird. Delia, I think Delia. Was, oh, yeah, because yeah, they were in, like, London, too, yeah. or the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, Delia is, like, very religious. Like, mm -hmm. she kind of, like, found, like, she's still stuck with it, and she actually had a good relationship with her mom in prison. Yeah, and it was, that was also wild to me, because, like, when you start off the book with, like, Lex, um, finding out about the mom and everything like that, I thought it was really interesting how, like, the, uh, like when it was written or whatever, Lex was saying how she was like relieved and she had been like preparing for the time when like this would happen, like her mom would die and like her kind of like going through those emotions of like a normal person would be like really upset about this. And this would be like a really sad point in their life. But like for her, it's just like this woman who was really abusive that she has no relationship with and honestly hated died. And right. now she's to like pick up the pieces and it was like interesting because the prison like guard or whatever was kind of telling Lex about like her mom and how like she was so well behaved in prison and like did all of this stuff and like wrote them all letters and all these things and like I feel like that would be so hard to like or just kind of like throwing it in your face like someone to tell you about how amazing this person was who was so evil and like cruel to you and like trying yeah, to that'd be like the last like, thing I wanted to hear yeah like trying like, to make you feel guilty about like maybe not being as emotional or like upset about this like her dying but like I would have been the same way I would yeah. be like don't tell me about my absolutely terrible right. of a person mother I think like towards the end there was even a line from like her mother's lawyer um so basically Lex was kind of like why was I picked like yeah. why was I the one that was selected to be the executor of the house and of the will and all this stuff and um the, the guy basically said he was like you know she saw the most potential in you and like she saw like um, something in you like she was hoping that you would be the one like that was like the clever one that's and... like such like a final like mind game yeah and then was so fucked I thought oh yeah and it's like again because it's like you know she doesn't want any good memories with her no. mom and like they're saying like she thought all of this stuff and then um the guy I think his name was Bill uh was the lawyer was like well like did you ever think about like what happened to her in that house and Lex was just kind of like there were there was kind of too much else to think yeah. about. Yeah, and like so like dude, stop. When like, you're going through that much trauma, like honestly, she had every right. I feel like to be like honestly, I don't care. No, it doesn't excuse everything that happened. Like, they to were me. children. Yeah, like, like it still does not excuse everything that happened to me, and it's still partially her fault. And if I live my entire life wanting nothing to do with this woman and wanting no memories, I'm fully entitled to do that. Yeah. Like I just like that really pissed me off. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it, and it was just like, Oh, you were hoping, or you thought I was the one that had the most potential and, you know, um, would be the one to turn out clever and smart and all that stuff. Like, where did you see those characteristics in me when you were physically abusing me, like right. all trial, all throughout my childhood, or letting like, their father not feed me? Yeah, for like weeks. Is that? Then. Did you think I was clever back then? Like that would have been like I don't know. I found that to be like a very like just total mindfuck. Yeah. Well, 
speaking of, well, yeah, so I was shocked about, um, I obviously didn't finish the book, but Lauren filled me in on what happens at the end. Um, but I definitely did not see this twist coming. So that, but like, also I don't have to get that far into a book just to, for it to get good. Well, so I don't think that that's what like made it good. Like, you right. know, okay, I did, yeah. I just think it was surprising. Also, but I also don't feel, um, from like, I like went back and like read the, like a couple, like skim, skim read. So yeah um that like kind of section and they don't explicitly kind of say i feel like it's more of an inferred twist yeah you, you go ahead and say tell tell everyone yeah that. so basically so throughout the whole book and i kind of mentioned this before um you know that lex was closest with her sister evie or evie um mm -hmm. i'm gonna say evie and yeah, I think um, they said evie in the did they okay mm -hmm. yeah so evie they shared a bedroom and towards the end of their like shackled life to the bed evie was really going doing poorly like they like she was she, that lex knew that evie did not have much time mm -hmm. and so that kind of is what pushed her to actually escape in the first place to kind of like put her plan into motion so throughout the book, you hear a lot of different things like, well, first, you know, when they were placing all of the siblings in different houses, Lex like pleaded to have Evie be with her because she wanted to grow up there. But, um, you know, what Lex explained was they wanted every single um, kid in a different home for like maximum potential to succeed. And also none of the parents at the time like wanted to adopt like two kids that were this troubled and traumatic because mm -hmm. each of them had different issues. issues. And then in the present storyline, they talked so much about um, Evie was on Lex's side with everything going on, like was on her side with wanting to turn the house into the community center. And, um, you know, she kept like talking about Evie, but like it kept mentioning that like Evie wasn't invited to Ethan's wedding. That was like, again, happening at kind of like the end of the book. And at one point in the book, there's a chapter and it's kind of like talking to Evie and there's a line where she was like, oh, Lex, like you never thought I would leave this room, did you? And you learn that she's been dead the whole time. And Lex has basically been like thinking that you thought that she was alive. Like she would have phone calls with Evie, but she actually wasn't having a phone yeah. call with Evie because... Evie had died. Evie's like the first person she calls when she finds out, like in the beginning of the book, about like the mom dying and stuff. Yep. And so that's interesting then to see all to know that all those interactions weren't actually. Yeah, real. it almost made me want to like go back and like reread all the part. Obviously, it's like impossible, but yeah. like yeah. to know. Because it, it was shocking. And then that kind of leads into the end. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so at the end, I read the last uh, paragraph. Basically, at the end, Lex is like at the beach or at the shore or whatever. And she sees when they're explaining it, she sees like a woman down at the shoreline and they make it seem like it's Evie. Yeah. And she like kind of goes over and like gre greets her again. And like, what does it say? Says she's been like waiting, waiting for, for you. her. So I, I took, when I read it, I take that as like, she committed suicide. Like she, she was, was her again. I don't know. Yeah. They don't like, I feel like it's they like don't tell of, you. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of like what you think. Lex was wearing all white too. They made sure to like say that in, in yeah. the last scene. So it's definitely possible. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, like that does make me so sad for her um, adoptive parents because yeah. I thought that relationship was so cute and I like love them together. Mm -hmm. But you do realize like, at, I think the whole thing too, 
another underlying theme of the book is like you think everyone has it together like you do think that they are successful but underline every single one of them has issues yeah and you think lex is the only normal one quote unquote like she's the one that made it out without all of these issues but she does have a ton of issues like i think you know there was um she liked when men hurt her like that was like very appealing for her and she also you know made up an entire sister still being alive so it's very very possible that she chose to you know walk into the ocean with evie right and like kind of be reunited with this like person who she like almost it's kind of sad too when you think about it i feel like when she's having these conversations with evie throughout the book it the whole time i'm like oh these are like the two closest people like right she's right. closest with evie like they have like the, everyone else seemed not close yeah the closest relation this is like the closest relationship she has in her life and you got kind of fall in love with their like sisterhood yeah and then to find out at the end that's not at all what's happening is like whoa yeah you know especially to like clearly lex is going through something if she's like imagining these scenarios with her dead sister right so just a very sad and heavy yeah. book. Um, we know, uh, my, not my cup of tea. Right. I gave it a two out of five on Goodreads. What do you give? A four. I give it a, a four. Yeah. Whoa, a four you really out of five. liked it. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was interesting. It kept my attention. The twist was twisty. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I give it a four. But, again, I like books. Like, yeah. I Disturbing doesn't disturb me when I read it. Right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> if I was not. watching this in a movie, absolutely not. I would I would not be able to do that. Yeah, but. I can do a movie. I know. I don't know why I'd I rather just, like, read it. I when I'm reading, I'm just, like, wanting to relax. And just, like, I understand that. Well, you're in luck. Because our next book club book. I'm sorry. I didn't give anyone the choice to pick because I just. She needed it. one she yeah. likes. <laughs> we, the next book. I feel like this is such a good yeah. book for, you know, um, summer. For summer. It is um, Emily Henry's newest book. It just came out at the beginning of May, actually. Yeah, it's a new um, release. And Emily Henry is the one who wrote uh, um, Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation, which, you know, I love those books. They had their moments last yes. year. So this book is by Emily Henry, and it's called Book Lovers. It's her newest release, and um, I think it's just going to be a really fun and yeah. flirty summer book. And I hope you, I hope we all like it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we really hope Anna likes it. So yeah. She I think it. I'm going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like a really good read. Very light, um, yeah. you know, fun beach read. I expect some like interesting dynamics because yep. Emily Henry is great at that. Yep. I'm expecting to fall madly in love with the male lead because I fall in love with every male lead that Emily Henry writes. Yep. Um, Augustus from... Uh, Beach Reed is like my dream. One of your favorites. I like can't stop thinking about him. Well, I like it because he's a writer. So he's just like, I don't know. It's something about him, man. I fucking love him. (laughs) Um, So very excited to have another Emily Henry book on the list. Very happy. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us for this book club. We look forward to talking about our next one in about a month. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only to stay up to date on the latest content and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O Girl Vibes Only.